0: So in Surah Maryam, there are a number of stories. The first story that we learned was the story of Zakariya alayhi salam And now inshallah we're going to look at the story of Maryam. وَذْكُرْ And mention in the scripture, Maryam. Meaning, O Prophet wasallam, mention to the people, teach the people, recite to them the story of Maryam. And who was Maryam? The daughter of Imran. Idin when she withdrew min ahliha from her family makanan to a place sharqiyan towards the east. Idin Intabadat is from the root letters Nun and is to throw something. We have read this word earlier in the Quran, Nabada fariqan, You know, a group of them, they threw. So Nabada is to throw something, and when you throw something it goes far. And tabada is to move away. To move far. To move far away from some place. So Maryam, she tabada, meaning she moved away. She secluded herself. From who? Min ahliya, from her family. Meaning she left her family and she went to a place that was makanan shakiyya, a place towards the east. What does that mean? Meaning the eastern section of the temple. That is where she went. That is where she stayed. Because remember that when her mother was pregnant with Maryam, she made a promise, she made a vow that she will dedicate her child to the service of the religion, to the worship of God. And she fulfilled her promise when her baby was born. She took her to the temple. And Maryam stayed over there. Can you imagine? It's like boarding school from the beginning of your life until the end. And it's not a boarding school where you play and you you know, study different things, it's just you are worshipping and if you read anything, it's the scripture it's a big sacrifice it's a big deal for a person to do just this full time and look at the word, intabah that she withdrew, and what does that show? her willingness also, it wasn't like her mother made this decision for her, so that was it poor Maryam had to live like that, no she was also willing to live like this. And Maryam, I mean, she was very young. And what does that show? That youth which is the prime of your life, the best time of your life, because you don't have any responsibilities. Even your laundry someone does for you, right? You are fed. You are looked after. You are driven to places. You are picked up and you are dropped. And everything is bought for you. So anyway, youth the best part of your life, when you are free, you better use it wisely. You better use that time in a good way. You know, at that time, it was a tradition amongst the people. And it was something that was acceptable in their religion that people would dedicate their entire lives for the service of the uh, temple, for the service of their religion. And this was acceptable at that time. However, now, meaning in our religion, This is something that we have not been allowed to do. That a person cannot cut off completely from their family, you know, from the rest of the world, and just stay in the house of God and learn and worship and everything over there. No, you have to maintain a balance. You have to maintain a balance. However, in order to do that, you better have spent some time learning the deen, learning their religion. Because you see, let me give you an example. The surahs of the Qur'an, the chapters of the Qur'an that you memorized in your young age when you went to your Qur'an teacher, you still know them probably. Hmm? The du'as that you learned at that time, you still know them probably. And if you decide to go to a Qur'an teacher in your 30s and your 40s, first of all, that's going to be a big struggle because you're taking time out of you know, your busy schedule. So that itself is a challenge. And then retaining that is also a huge challenge. So what you do in your youth, it'll stay with you. So use this time wisely. So إِذِنْ مِنْ أَهْلِهَا مَكَانًا شرقية فَاتَّخَذَتْ So she took in seclusion from them, hijaban, a screen. Meaning, there was a screen, a barrier between Maryam and the rest of the people. In other words, she wasn't just away, she was also in complete privacy. There was a barrier. It was like she was alone in her own space. Why was there a hijab between her and the rest of the people? Why? Okay, that's true. She was the only girl in the Holy Temple because what she was doing was something that only the men of that time did. Right? No woman did that. But there is also one more reason. Have you ever tried to study in a busy busy library busy library as in that section of the library where everybody's just chilling and you know hanging out and drinking their coffee and not really studying but watching movies probably or just chatting out loud can you study there what do you do you pick up your books and you go away and if you can find a quiet corner under the stairs you know in a stairwell or something you'll sit there and you'll study why Because in order to do what you're doing properly, you need focus, right? And for focus, you really need to put a barrier between yourself and potential distractions. And if you don't have this barrier, and everything is distracting you from your phone to the people passing by and everything else in the world, then you cannot get your stuff done. You are doing it, but you're not really doing it. You're reading and you're highlighting, but then two minutes later you wonder, what did I just read? on this whole page. Right? It doesn't stick. It doesn't stay in your head. And that's a waste of time. It's a waste of effort. So min There was a barrier between her and the rest of the people so that she could have focus, ultimate focus, and it also shows her dedication. And there are some things for which you have to place a barrier between yourself and the rest of the people, especially when it comes to the matter of religion. Because if you don't do that, then these, you know, distractions become a barrier between you and Allah. You know, for instance, you're trying to make your dua, and as you say, Oh Allah, and then you're just thinking about something else. You're like, Oh, I was supposed to make dua right now. And then you reach the end of your dua, and you're like, What did I ask for? Your heart is not present. It's not there. Because those distractions became a barrier between you and Allah. So فَاتَّخَرَتْ مِن hijaban, Maryam was in complete privacy. Ultimate focus, ultimate dedication. فَأَرُسَلْنَا إِلَيْهَا رُوحَنَا And you know when you, when you have reached this level where you are enjoying your privacy, your seclusion, and you are really into your work, and you're very comfortable with it, what happens? Disturbance. So what is this disturbance? An angel is sent to her, and that angel is sent how? Fatamatallaha. He appeared before her, Bashan as a man, sawiyah, complete in form, well-proportioned man. Tamatalla from minthalam. Tamatul is to take the form, to take the appearance of another. So that angel that came, and it was angel Jibril, came in the form of a bashar that was sawiy. Sawiy, proportioned, balanced. Right? Smooth. In other words, as a normal human being. It wasn't like a human being in midair or that was, you know, partially like see through or something like that. No. Like he appeared like a normal human being. Why? Exactly. Because imagine if the angel appeared in the original form. Maryam, alone in her privacy, how would she feel? Scared scared you know sometimes people come to you and because they're complete strangers and they may be very well intentioned but what happens they're trying to talk to you and you start screaming and running away so nothing like that and Sawiya, but maryam she said inni a'udhu Rahman." i seek refuge i seek shelter i seek protection with the most merciful minka from you meaning don't harm me in كُنْتَ تَقِيَّ If you are God-fearing, if you have any fear of God, then leave. Because Maryam, I mean, why would a stranger, a man, come into her room? Why? She thought that maybe he was going to do something evil. He had come with evil intentions. So instantly look at her words. She doesn't say, Hi, how are you? Who are you? Nothing like that. I mean, this shows how chaste that woman was. That girl, not woman. Because woman sounds like a very big word. Hmm? So how God conscious she was. There's nobody watching her. Her guardian, Zakariya a.s. is not there. Her mother is not there. Father died long time ago. Nobody's there to see what she does. Then why did Maryam react in this way? Because who did she fear? Allah. She said, إِنِّي أَعُوذُ Rahmani minka in كُنْتَ تَقِيَّا Qala, he said, I am only the messenger of your Lord. I am a messenger. I have not come out of my own will. I have been sent. So that I may give you, meaning the news of gulaman of a boy that is zakiya, that is going to be pure, innocent. In other words, I have come to give you the good news of the birth of a son. I have been sent to tell you that you are going to have a child. I have only come to carry out the command of Allah. Qalat she said, "Ana gulam." How can I have a child? Walam yamsasni bashar, while no man has touched me. بغية, and I am not unchaste. Meaning, I am not married. I am single, and I'm not going to do something wrong in order to have a child. I'm not bari. بَغِي from the root letter is yeah. literally means to seek. All right? So bari is a woman who is seeking men. Not just one man, but multiple men, one after the other. So in other words, it's a word that is used for a woman who frequently commits a fornication. So she says, I'm not like that, I'm not that type. How could I have a child? He said thus, meaning it will be exactly how you are. You will have a child as you are. Without any man touching you, no man will have any share in this. Because, Qala book Your Lord has said, Huwa عَلَيَّ hayyin It is on me very easy. How is it easy for Allah to create a person without a father? How? Yeah, I mean... The thing is that when we think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, many times we think of Him in human terms. His actions, we think of them you know, in human terms. We think if something is possible for me and for other people, then yes, it should be possible for Allah as well. And if there's something that we cannot do as human beings, and then okay, God can also not do that. No. Realize that there's a big difference between us and Allah. And what is that difference? He is the creator and we are creation. He made us. We have been made by Him. If He can make us, then you know what? He can do anything. If He can make this earth, if He can make this universe, then He can do anything He wants. He just... Look at the details in your body, in just your ear, in your eye. How amazing that is. Just reflect on the water cycle. How clouds are carrying so much water, they go from you know one place to another, and how the water comes down, and then so many plants and animals benefit from it, and they grow, and then the water is absorbed into the earth, and then it's coming out from another place. This whole system, what does it show? That the one who made all of this is not an ordinary being. If he can do this, then he can do anything. So, Allah, can He create a human being without a mother and father? Did He do that? Yes. And who is that human being? Adam. Hawwa. Our mother. How was she made? How was she made? From the rib of? Adam. Who was her mother? Which womb did she come out from? So if Allah can create Adam and Hawa, then he can also create Risa from just a mother. There's no need for a father. Because it's Allah's decision. Right? And I mean these days, with the kind of things that people can do with you know just with a little bit of knowledge of science, of biology, it shouldn't be difficult for us to understand. Right, I mean, just take the idea of, for example, cloning. Right, you can just duplicate. So Maryam, mother, and she has a son. Why? Because Allah decides. That's it, simple. So Maryam, she says, yakunu li And what is she told? "Qaal Rabbuk It is easy for me. You may wonder, but why? Why not, you know, Maryam would get married to and then she would just have a baby and it would be just perfectly fine, normal. No, but Allah was going to show a miracle. Walli We are going to make Him a sign for people. A sign of what? Of God's power. That Allah can accomplish His goal without even using the means. We are needy of Means. In order to accomplish anything we need to adopt the means. Right? But Allah He does not need those means. He says, Kun, be, and it happens. It is. Walina jarlahu aat wa Warahmata minna. And also a mercy from us. Meaning this son of yours is also going to be an expression of our mercy for mankind. وَكَانَ أَمْرًا مَقْضِيًّا And this is a matter that is maqdi, that is already decreed. Maqdi is from qada. And qada is to decree, to decide something and then execute it. Meaning this is done. You don't have any choice about this. Allah has already determined to do this, so there is no avoiding it. You are a vehicle for the birth of a prophet. فَحَمَلَتْهُ So what happened? Maryam, she conceived him. She became pregnant with Isa. How? God knows. None of us were there. There was no you know video camera or nothing, so we cannot know. But it's sufficient for us to know that she conceived him. Fahamalatu. Fantabadat, and when she conceived him, then she withdrew even more. Be he with it, meaning with that pregnancy, Makanan to a place that was Qasiya, that was remote. Qasiya from the root letters kapsadwa. The word aqsa is from the same root. Farther. Farthest. Hmm? So مَكَانَ الْقَصِيَّةِ Meaning a very remote place A very distant place Nobody was around her She was all alone You see how She is alone at the beginning And now she becomes even more alone Why? Why? Why is she alone? In the way of Allah In obedience to Allah In the service of Allah And it happens sometimes That you want to do something for the sake of Allah. And you are alone. Nobody's with you. Nobody's supporting you. You thought people would support you, but everybody leaves you. You're like the only person doing that. And that feeling is very frightening. But this is normal. It happens. The Prophet, ﷺ, when he migrated from Makkah to Medina, how many people were with him? Just one man. Abu Bakr was with him. That's it. Two people, imagine, traveling through the desert. A very dangerous journey. But just two people. So this happens. When you're in the way of Allah, there are times when you will be alone. Nobody will support you. Nobody will even say a word of comfort to you. But you know what? Doesn't matter. Why? Because who is with you? Allah is with you. His support is with you. And if His support is with you, then you are not alone. And this is also helpful. Actually, being alone is quite helpful in God's way. How? Your trust in Allah increases. Your faith in God becomes very, very strong. That when one thing is taken away from you, and another is taken away from you, and you're left alone and empty handed then what do you realize? That you have to repeatedly turn to Allah. And when you repeatedly turn to Allah, then you're granted success. So فَحَمَلَتْهُ فَانْتَبَذَتْ بِهِ مَكَانًا قَصِيًّا فَأَجَاءَهَلْ Now she's all alone, she's pregnant, all by herself. How long was a pregnancy? Allah knows. فَأَجَاءَهَلْ مَخَاضُ Then the مَخَاض, meaning the pains of childbirth, and مَخَاض from Mim خَاضَدْ, labor pain, I mean it's not called Labor pain for no reason. Very painful. So that mahad, those pains, they أَجَاءَها. They drove her. They didn't let her sit still. Those pains didn't let her stand still. They literally pushed her, moved her, drove her. Ajaa, jaah means he came. Ajaa is he brought. It brought. It pushed it became the cause of someone's coming. So you understand? Ajaa, It drove, it pushed her. When is it that pain moves you? When? When it's really painful. When it's really intense. Because when it's just a little bit of pain, then what do you do? You just sit in one place, and that's it. You try to sleep. But then when the pain intensifies, then you wake up from your sleep. You toss and you turn in your bed. And eventually you get out of your bed. So, فَأَجْهَا Anyone over here given birth? Mashallah, lots of people. Anyway, if there is one word that you would use to describe labor, what would you say? Excruciating pain. Now, it's extremely painful, but at least there are people with you. Someone to hold your hand, someone to, you know, say some words of comfort to you, someone to give you a glass of water, someone to bring you ice chips or something like that, someone to, you know, sing something to you, read something to you, grab something for you, whatever it may be. You know, when you have people around you, When you are in pain, it's helpful. Sometimes. But especially at this time. You know, if not someone from the family, at least, you know, a nice nurse or a nice doctor, whatever. But imagine Maryam, how is she? Alone. So if ever you are alone and you are in pain, then remember who? Maryam. She survived. I can also survive, inshallah. I can also make it. I can also go through this. Inshallah. Because you see, one is that you begin to feel pity on yourself. Poor me, woe is me, this and that. Right? But then when you feel pity on yourself, then you cannot continue. What you need is motivation. And where do you get that motivation, that inspiration from? From these stories, from these examples. al so, الْمَخَابُمُ those pains they drove her Ila to Jedrinnachla. Jidr. is the trunk of a date palm tree, but a palm tree which is dry. So you can say like dead, uprooted or something like that. It's it's weak. So jidr in And why did she go to this date palm tree? perhaps to lean against it or you know, take support or something like that. And قالت, she said, يَا لَيْتَنِي Oh, I wish that قَبْلَ هذا. I was dead before this. وَكُمْتُ نَسِيًا And I was something forgotten in oblivion, something that no one knew and remembered. She's saying that I wish I was not alive. I wish I was not going through this today. Why is she saying that? Because what she was going through was very painful. That pain was unbearable. And it wasn't just the pain of labor, it was also the fear of what people are going to say. No one is going to believe me. Exactly, it's going to be so embarrassing. How am I going to face my people? What are they going to say to me? How am I going to defend myself? يَا لَيْتَنِي قَبْلَ هَذَا وَكُنْتُ نَسْيًا مَنسيًا. The word مَنْسِيًّا is from نُونْ نَسْيًّا means to forget And نَسْيًّا is used for something that is so insignificant, so unimportant That it's forgotten What is it that you don't forget? Things that are important to you And things that are not important to you, you forget about them Right? So for example, a tissue that you used somewhere Will you remember it five years later? Even five minutes later? No. Which is why it happens that you know when a group of people are sitting somewhere and they get up and go, what do you see behind them? Water bottles, tissues. Why? Because this is نسيه منسيه. These are unimportant things that people don't really care about. They forget them somewhere, they leave them somewhere, they lose them. No big deal. So she says, I wish I was something like that. Someone whom no one cared about. But she was in the limelight. And everything that happened to her was very, very noticeable. Fanadaha مِنْ تَحْتِهَا. So he called her from under it. Who? They said that this was Angel Jibril, who came to give her the good news. And this, the same angel, he was standing under the date palm. So تَحْتِهَا under it, meaning under the date palm tree. And he called her. He addressed her. He said. Allah tahzani, don't be sad, it's okay. Kadajar Rabbuki. your Lord has made for you, Tahtaki beneath you sariyah a stream. Look down and look, there's a stream, there's water. Drink that water. Sariya is from their letter sin raya, and it's used for a streamlet, meaning just a small stream of water. He says Don't worry, don't be sad. Look at this water. Drink it. What is he doing? Huh? Okay, comforting her and distracting her. Distracting her from the pain. Because you see, when you're feeling pain, a lot of pain, there are times when you can do nothing about it. You can't make it go away. It's there. So then, what do you have to do? You have to think about other things so that you can forget that pain even for a moment, even briefly. Recently, my son had an ear infection. Or we think he had an ear infection because he had fever and a lot of ear pain. And he was just crying and crying and complaining. And there was nothing I could do about it. You know, I couldn't touch his ear because he wouldn't even let let me go near his ear. I couldn't do anything. And so what we did was, we distracted him. Look at your Lego. Let's make something. And there he was busy with his Lego for an hour until the pain became unbearable and he went to sleep. So, this is what you try to do. In pain, you distract yourself. Right? You comfort yourself with something. Now, this is interesting, the word "seriya" "seriya" also means something else. From the root letter sin well, روال, means leader. Leader. A great man. A great individual. So Jibreel is telling her that look, Allah is giving you a great man. A son, a child who's gonna be a leader. Think about what you're gonna have. Yes, it's painful, but look at the end result. And shake towards yourself. Huzi, from the root letters hazaizai. Haz is tahrik, to move something. So he tells her, move ilayki to yourself nakhla. The trunk of the date palm. Shake it. Tusaqilt. It will drop. Sin qafta. It will drop alayki on you rutaban, dates. And rutab is used for fresh dates that are janiyya, that are freshly picked. So you can imagine dates that are soft, succulent, very delicious. Look at this. What is she being told? Shake Shake the date palm. Have you ever seen a date palm? Yeah? How is it? Even if it's not that huge, can you imagine shaking it? But what happens? When you're in pain, you have this extra energy. Don't you? And if you use that energy to do something, you know, to work out, then what happens? It helps you overcome that pain also. And shaking the date palm tree, what does that mean? You are using your abdominal muscles. Okay, And that means helping in the labor process. So anyway, that's just a side point. وَهُزِّي إِلَيْكِ بِذِرِ النَّخْلَةِ What I find very interesting over here is that she's not told you sit here, here are the dates, eat them please. Ma'am, can we do something else for you at your service? No. She's told, look at this water, drink it, come on, get up, shake the tree, let the dates fall, and eat them. Pick them up yourself, and eat them. She doesn't give up over there, and start crying. I quit. Nothing like that. She keeps going, even though it's very tough. You see, there are two ways of learning something. One is that you're spoon fed. You're treated like a princess. Things are made very easy for you. And the other is that you're told, figure it out. Here's what you have to do. Here's what you can do. Go ahead. Figure it out. Who comes out better? The one who's given that trust. You know, you can do it. And do it. Don't just sit there. Because when you go through this pain and through this hardship, you know what's happening? Your pain tolerance level is really increasing. Right? And when you can tolerate physical pain and when you can overcome your own internal weaknesses, then external challenges, inshallah, they should be easy for you to deal with. But when you cannot even fight yourself, when you cannot even make yourself get up, then how can you find external challenges? How can you fight them? You know, so for example, we talk a lot about doing great things. But if we cannot fight ourselves at Fajr time, in the morning, make ourselves get up and pray Salah, if we cannot make ourselves get up and help someone, then what big things can we do? What big things can we accomplish? So Mariam is told, Wahuzi Ilaik. And also, you know, when she has to get up and do something for herself, again it's distracting her from the pain. And the message that we see that is being given is don't focus on the problem, focus on the Solution. Seek a solution. وَهُزِّي إِلَيْكِ النَّخْلَةِ تُسَاقِطْ عَلَيْكِ رُطَبًا جَنِيَّا فَكُلِي So eat and drink. Eat the dates. Drink the water. وَقَرِّي عينا. And comfort, cool your eyes. How? By looking at your baby. Because it's very normal that a woman, she goes through those pains of labor, but when she sees her baby, then what happens? It's as though... She never felt anything. At least for a few moments she feels like that. So قَرِّ Rest your eyes. Some have said what this means is, get some sleep. قَرِّ عَيْنَا فَإِمَّا تَرَيِّنَّا And now her greatest fear, facing people. How am I gonna face them? She's told, فَإِمَّا تَرَيِّنَّا If you definitely see من Bashari from people, أَحَدَرْ anyone, if you see anybody, and the demand an answer from you, an explanation from you, فَقُولِي then you say, that إِنِّي نَذَرْتُ rahman Indeed I have vowed for the most merciful, صَوْمَنْ a fast, meaning I'm fasting. What kind of a fast? That falan أُكَلِّمَ الْيَوْمَ إِنْ سِيَّةِ That today I shall never speak to a human being. What does this mean? When we fast, we abstain from eating and drinking, Right? It is said that at the time of Maryam, there was also another kind of fast, which was that people would abstain from talking. They wouldn't talk. You can say like a fast of uh, silence or something like that. Why? For the purpose of self-purification. Alright? And, I mean, you know, for example, when you're praying your salah and you're not talking to people, you cannot talk to people during your prayer, those 10 minutes that you spend, even they're very helpful. So she' told that if any person confronts you, then you just tell them, and doesn't mean that you have to use words to tell them, you can just gesture them that I am fasting today. So I can't talk. In other words, just remain silent. Don't talk to people. They demand an explanation from you, just be quiet. Because there are certain things which, you know when people ask you about them and you try to give an explanation to them, they're not going to buy it. They're not going to take it they're not going to accept it. They're not going to listen to you, they're going to keep talking. Has it ever happened with you that you're in a situation where you're trying to defend yourself or you're trying to at least explain your situation, but the other person not interested in listening to you at all? They're not interested. So in such a situation, what is best? That you speak louder than them? That you make more noise than them? No, if you make more noise, they'll make even more noise. They'll become violent. So what's the best thing to do then? Just be silent. Just let them cool down. Just let a day go by. Let two days go by, and then you talk to them, right? Don't talk about it. Avoid that conversation for some time until you know people's emotions are a little settled, and then you can address the situation. But over here, Maryam is told you don't talk about it at all, and that is what she did. So she came to her people carrying him. Carrying who? Isa alayhi they said, Ya Maryam. Oh Maryam, لقد جئت شيئا You have brought something unprecedented. You have done something shocking. You have done something outrageous. What have you done? See the reaction of the people? They didn't say, Oh Maryam, whose baby is this? First thing they do is what they assume about her. She's committed fornication. So, how is she meant to defend herself? The word farih is from the root letters faraya, and farih is used for something that is unusual, something that is upsetting, something that's unheard of, that was not expected at all. They say, Ya ukhta harun, O sister of harun. Who's harun? Harun, the brother of Musa, Aaron, he was one of the ancestors of Maryam. So the people call her, oh sister of Aaron. Why? They're trying to embarrass her. Look at the family that you belong to. And this is what you do? Look at your background. Look at who you're related to. And this is what you do? And this is very common in many cultures. Many societies. In different ways. That how people will judge you based on you know, your relationship to certain people or your affiliation with certain people, even though there's a huge difference between you and them, all right, but still they will judge you based on your connection with certain people, right? So, anyway, they said, Ya ukhtah harun, ma kana abu your father was not a man of evil, your father was not an evil man, a bad man. وَمَا كَانَتْ أُمُّكِ بغية, And your mother was also not someone who was unchaste. Someone who would fornicate. What have you done? You're from such a good family. What have you done? Did Maryam become angry over here? Did she start yelling at them? She did what Allah told her. And what was that? She kept silent. And فَأَشَارَتْ إِلَيْهِ She pointed towards him. Towards who? The baby. Isa that he will tell you. قَالُوا The people said, كَيْفَ nukallimu? How can we speak to man who كَانَ فِي المهدي? who is in the cradle, Sabiya, as a child. Someone who is in the cradle, a baby, how can we speak to him? We want an answer from you, not from the baby. You tell us what you've done. You tell us what all of this is about. And while this is going on, Isa ﷺ, he speaks. He said, "Inni abdullah, indeed I am the servant of Allah." Atani al He has given me the book. and He has made me a prophet. Isa spoke when he was a baby. Why? How? Who made him speak? Who made him speak? Allah made him speak. How is that possible? What's the answer? How's that possible? How can a baby speak? Huh? Because anything is possible for Allah. And look at the first words that Isa a.s. spoke. What did he say? Inni? Inni? Abdullah. I am the servant of Allah. The first words, what is he acknowledging? His servitude to Allah. Atani al He has given me the scripture, with scripture? Injil, the gospel. نبيya, and he has made me a prophet. And he has made me blessed. Aynama kuntu. Wherever I am. Meaning, wherever I will go, wherever I will be, I will be a source of barakah. What is this mubarak? Mubarak from the root letter is barakah. Barakah is blessing. When something is a source of goodness. Unlimited goodness endless goodness, a lot of goodness. And this is basically derived from burukul الْبَعِيرِ Burukul الْبَعِيرِ is the sitting of a camel, meaning when a camel sits down. Most of us have probably never even gone near a camel. So let me give you an example that is close to this. When you're sitting in your car and you turn it off, what does that mean? What does that mean? Are you just gonna turn your car on back in one minute and drive away? What does it mean? You're here to stay. For some time. So likewise, when a camel is made to sit, then what does it mean? It's gonna sit for some time. Not five, ten minutes long. Several hours. So, this is what balaka means. When something is going to be a source of much good. Not a little bit good, but a lot of good. And that good is going to stay. وَجَعَلَنِي مُبَارَكًا God has made me mubarak. i I'm gonna be a source of goodness wherever I go. Not a source of problems, but a source of goodness. And this is what we need to think about as well. You see, there's three types of people. Some people do good only when good is done to them. Alright? Or when they expect good in return. Some people do bad wherever they go. They create problems wherever they go. And some people... They're a source of goodness for others wherever they go. If they're at home, they're helpful. If they're at work, they're helpful. If they're on the road, they're good. Wherever they are, they are a source of good. Isa a.s. was مبارك wa كنت. وأوصاني بالصلاة zakati, And he has instructed me with prayer and charity. That I should observe the prayer and I should give in charity. ما دمت As long as I live. So prayer and charity are not something that we have to do only when we're young or only for a year or two, but until we are alive. وَبَرَّمْ بِوَالِدَتِي And good to my mother. Why mother only? Because they didn't have a father. And again, someone who's good to their mother, then what does it mean? Will they be good to the rest of the people? Yes. وَبَرَّمْ بِوَالِدَتِي وَلَمْ يَجْعَلْنِي جَبَّارٌ شَقِيَّ And he has not made me a tyrant, meaning someone who's oppressive, who doesn't care about others' rights, and someone who is is shakī, someone who is wretched, disobedient to his Lord. Wassalamu and peace be on me. Greetings as well as security. Yawma wulitu on the day that I was born, wa yawma amutu, and the day I will die, wa yawma and the day that I am raised alive. So peace be on Isa alayhi salam, peace be on Yahya peace be upon Zakariya and peace be upon all the prophets and messengers and righteous servants of Allah. So listen to the recitation of, all of these verses.
1: فاتخذت من دونهم حجابا فأرسلنا إليها روحنا فأرسلنا إليها روحنا فتمثل لها بشرا سويا قالت إني أعوذ بالرحمن من بِكِ لَأَهَبَ لَكِ غُلامًا زَكِيًّا قَالَتْ إِنَّ مَا يَكُونُ لِي غُلامٌ وَلَمْ يَمْسَسْنِي منا وكان امر مقضيا فحملته فانتبذت بمكانا قصيا فاجا اهل المخاض الى جذع نخلة قالت يا ليتني قالت يا ليتني مت قبل هذا وكنت نسيما منسيا فناداها من تحتها الا تحزني قد جعل ربك تحتك سريا صمت للرحمن صوما فقولي اني نذرت للرحمن صوما فلن اكلم اليوم انسيا فاتت به قومها تحمل قالوا يا مريم لقد جئت شيئا فريا يا أختهارون ما كان أبوك مرأ سوء وما كانت أمك بغية فأشارت إلي قالوا كيف نكلم من كان في المهدي صبيا قال إن اما وجعلني نبييا مباركا اينما كنت واوصاني بالصلاه والزكاه ما دمت حيا وبرا بوالدتي ولم يجعلني جبارا والسلام علي يوم ولدت
0: ويوم اموت ويوم ابعث حيا